I'm Pete Primo. This is the podcast for furniture and mattress store owners who want to make more money without the BS. Welcome to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. If you own a furniture or mattress store or you work in one, this is a podcast for you. All right, welcome to episode 5.5. This is a little bit of a bonus feature. This is in between uh, five and six. The reason we're doing this is because we got an opportunity to um, have a conversation with, um, frankly, one of my um, heroes in the industry, but <laughs> but also a guy that, that I have a tremendous amount of respect for. It's Mark Kinsley. He's the vice president of marketing for the betting group at Leggett & Platt. Um, you may know him if you've ever heard the term hybrid mattress. Um, Mark Kinsley, in my opinion anyway, is a guy that I, um, that I give credit to that term. Him and, um, him and the other Mark, uh, Mark Quinn, are, are two guys that, that I see as, um, as real, real innovators in our business, real thought leaders, and have a tremendous amount of respect. So without further ado, Mark Kinsley, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm great. And whenever you started talking about being on the show with the hero, I thought you were going to immediately toss it over to Pete. <laughs> that, that's the direction this was going to go. So I was real, I was real excited to say, yeah, Pete's one of my heroes. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. And uh, and also, anybody that's ever heard of Sleep Geek, uh, Mark is the creative mind behind Sleep Geek and uh, continues to do great things with Sleep Geek. So, Mark, I'll, I'll let you... Uh, Stop the hero worshiping of my of myself, and uh, I'll, I'll let you continue. Well, hey, first of all, thank you guys both for what you're doing with this podcast. I love it. I think it's such a great added value to the industry. I think we need more people out there, you know, putting some thought leadership in front of the retail community, in front of the mattress industry in general, and celebrating some of the good actors that are out there. And, and you guys are doing that, and um, you know, present company excluded, of course. Uh, you guys are doing a great job bringing in some uh, some new ideas and, and really you know planting some thoughts in people's minds that give them something to think about. And uh, I, lo- I love this industry, and I love that we're seeing uh, what you guys are doing you know more and more. And I hope that others will will use this as inspiration, not to just listen, but to start kicking out their own content and yeah. to start examining their own industry. I, I think you know just from knowing you guys, I imagine that's part of what's behind you doing this. And it's a great industry, and we need to make sure and highlight the the wonderful people that are involved. So thanks for what you guys are doing. And real quickly, if I might add one thing, um, I do give credit for the hybrid concept and for Sleep Geek to Mark Quinn. Um, yeah. Mark is is the one that brought me into this industry. Uh, Mark Quinn is the guy that really saw a vision, and you know I helped him execute on that vision. First of which was Sleep Geek, mm-hmm. and the, the other piece of the puzzle, of course, was hybrid mattresses and you know, it does take a team, and Mark's going to be the first to admit that, but uh, he's, he's definitely the one that kind of pioneered uh, the, both of those ideas, and, and I've just kind of continued to take the ball down the field. Yeah, and, you know, while we're talking about, <laughs> while we're talking about Quinn, he's, he's one of those guys that, that you can't help but like, you can't help but follow. He has um, such an interesting way of communicating uh, complex issues in our business, and he's fearless. He is absolutely fearless in, in what he talks about. And he's a guy that, that um, hopefully we'll have on the podcast here soon. So, so speaking of our industry, Mark, it's really interesting 
um, that you've got something new going on, and that this is what has partially sort of um, sort of led to this particular conversation. You have um, you're you're currently working at Leggett. You are uh, you're a Innerspring guy, but you've just started a Kickstarter for running shorts, workout shorts. What's that all about? Yeah, so Kippo Shorts. Kippo is the name of the brand. And the quick backstory is I was living in Columbia, Missouri, and that's where the University of Missouri is located. And I just moved up there, and there was a gym really close to my house. So I thought, I don't really know anybody, so I'm going to at least try to be healthy, and maybe I'll meet some friends, and which I did. Uh, but one night, I remember I was doing bench press. Phone falls mm-hmm. out of my pocket, jerks out my earbuds. I have to stop in the middle, make sure my phone's not cracked, make sure nobody stepped on it. I find it, number one. And then right after that, I was doing a de- – it was just kind of a series of domino events. Right after that, I'm doing deadlift. And if you have your phone inside of a regular pocket where, where the bar hits across your thighs, it can smash your phone, which is what was happening. And so I ended up shoving it down on my hip inside my underwear waistband like I think a lot of people do. And I went home that night and I thought – because I like to access my phone and, and log stuff or change music – Whatever it is, it seems like I was always taking my phone out. And whenever it's kind of wedged against your skin inside your underwear, it wasn't working very well. And so I went home that night, and I looked online for a pair of shorts with a hip pocket for my iPhone. And I searched high and low, all kinds of different combinations of words on Google, and I couldn't find anything. And so I just ended up going to a tailor there in town and having her put a, put a pocket on my hip on an old pair of Reebok gym shorts. Nice. And uh, I wore those for a couple of months, started having guys ask me about them, if they could buy them. And, and I thought, I'm onto something here. And so I started looking into um, some resources. And, and along the way, I got two questions really consistently. Number one, they asked, are you going to get a patent? Mm. And so that many people asking, I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like opening up the hymnal and you know, not seeing the words. I mean, right. it's right there in front of your face. You got to do it. And so I did. And it looks like the patent's going to go through. So it is a patent-pinning product. And then nice. the second question people asked was, are you going on Shark Tank? And I'm like, one step at a time. <laughs> I love Shark so, Tank. You'd be awesome in Shark Tank, Mark. Hey, I love it. I'm definitely open to the possibility if we get that far. And, and you know, so far I thought, I thought let's, let's launch this thing on Kickstarter. And if, if you're not familiar with Kickstarter, any, any of the listeners... It's a crowdfunding platform where essentially you say, here's my idea. Uh, you give me the money in advance and I'll go build it for this mm-hmm. whole community. And um, as of right now, we're about $1,000 away uh, from the full funding goal of $50,000, which it, that's it, huge because it's nine days sooner than, than the end of the campaign at the time of the, this recording. And pe- the story is resonating with people, I think. You know, yep. working out with your smartphone is a bad experience. People don't like armbands or strap on belts or whatever it is. And um, it was just kind of scratching my own itch. And mm-hmm. it's turned into something that uh, has really done um, really well on Kickstarter. And I think, you know, part of that is, uh, you know, when to have a supportive company like Legan and Platt behind you that they know, hey, experimenting on a platform where $2.6 billion has been raised is going to benefit um, yeah. us understanding the e-commerce space and understanding a world that we don't know about. So they've been super supportive and, and see the value in experimentation, which I think is the sign of an innovative company. Yep, absolutely. And you know what I love about this so much is, well, first of all, I love the product, right? I'm a customer. 
and and Pete and I have both funded, and we're we're both really excited. And actually, a quick story: I went to I went to church yesterday. When I walked in church, I kid you not, Mark, I had four different people come up to me and ask me when they thought the shorts were going to ship. Is that right? Because because in Raleigh, I am the evangelist for Kippo shorts. <laughs> So, oh. so we we in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, dude, are pumped to get these shorts. And you know what I what I've told people is you know it's it's made for the smartphone, but I'm pretty sure it'll hold a Snickers too if if you're not into working out, right? I, you may be able to double up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's for everyone. Okay, so so the, I digress. If you have low if you have low blood sugar, I mean that's a real thing. Yeah. You have to think about it. Yeah. Look, I just opened a new, a whole new demographic for you, my friend. <laughs> hey, innovation is happening right here on this podcast, <laughs> right here, right now. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I'll right. tell you. I'll tell you when I saw it. You know, because I'm a CrossFitter, and I haven't been to CrossFit in a long time because I had back surgery, I had a back fusion. Uh, but you know, Mark, when you were talking about bench pressing and powerlifting, um, it took me back in the time and you know I was a competitive uh, uh, a competitive power lifter and yeah I noticed right away that if you're if you're deadlifting you will smash your phone if it's in a front pocket yeah. and with that I'm looking at the promo that you did mark and it you know it's on the side it, it's like perfect right. first thing that went off in my mind is crossfitters I mean, yeah. they t- they can go upside down, do handstand push-ups with that thing, yeah. and it won't come out. So yeah. back yeah. to you, Doug. I'm sorry, yeah. I, I had and, to jump in and, there. And look, I haven't I haven't worked out since co- lifted since college because I swore if I ever got out of college basketball alive, I would never lift another weight as long as I lived, and I've stuck to that. But I do run, and it's interesting how a new product or an improved product can change the way you see your experience. And that's one of the things I love about your intro videos. You talk about the experience of working out with your phone. And not long after I watched that video, I went out for for a run in my neighborhood with my phone in my pocket and my earbuds. And I swear, I felt like it was, my phone was going to break my leg. But I had never thought about it before. It's the right? principle of reflection right there, John right. F. Lawhon. <laughs> There you go. There you go. <laughs> your your dissatisfaction level went through the roof. I yeah. want my Kippo shorts. Hurry up and send them. Come on, Kinsley. <laughs> so so Mark, t- talk a little bit about experience and and what that means and how that how that we know how that led to the the decision. Um, but how do you think the the uh, having a better experience led to so many people so quickly getting behind this product? I think that. It goes back to, you know, we look at some of the business titans out there, and Steve Jobs is often cited in, in so many different areas of business and life. And one thing he said about the iPhone and other products is often there's an unarticulated need. Mm-hmm. So at the very beginning of the video, like you said, Doug, I said, sometimes you don't know an experience is broken until you see it fixed. That's right. And I think that's. That's a good principle to kind of embrace and, and ponder and give proper attention because in the mattress retail world, you know, sometimes you don't know an experience is broken until you see an amazing experience unfold in front of your face in, a, in an amazing customer service journey. And um, so I spent a lot of time, I think, really dialed into what an experience is like and how it can be better. And uh, I thought, you know, 
how how would this be perfect for me? And it had to pass the handstand test. You had to be able to you know hang upside down and it wouldn't fall out. But accessing your device was as fast as a, a quick draw gunslinger. And uh, I actually looked at um, I looked at a couple of things whenever I designed this experience that really gave me inspiration. One of them was a holster that you would keep a gun in. I mean, there's a reason <laughs> that the gunslingers kept the holster on their side because their hand was close by. The ergonomics worked really quickly. And the other one that's kind of kind of odd that influenced the design of of the Kippo shorts was uh, the idea of designing a chair, which this fits in really nicely with the with the world that we live in, the furniture industry. Uh, a lot of the greatest architects of all time um, also design chairs because it's a very difficult object to design because of two things. Number one, when you look at a chair in a room, a, a well-designed chair needs to be beautiful. But then it also needs to disappear whenever mm. somebody is seated. So you don't want the chair to be so visually interesting that when somebody's sitting in it, um, the chair takes away from the person because people are what matters. The conversations you're having in chairs, the experience is what matters. And so whenever I designed Kippo shorts, I thought, you know, I really want the shorts to be beautiful to look at, but I want your phone to disappear both mm -hmm. visually and mentally because I want somebody to be able to concentrate on that workout, but have it nearby when you need it. And a gunslinger didn't want to think about their gun all the time, but they wanted to have it there when they needed it. Yeah. Wow, unbelievable. So so tell me how how do you see uh, how does this relate to to our listeners, to to the folks that are that are in the trenches in the furniture man mattress industry every single day? How how can they find um, innovations or improvements inside of their business and how can they take advantage of that in the same way you did with Kippo? That's a really good question. And and I tell you what, I thought about why this idea came to my mind and I've only found one common theme I was going to the gym very consistently and I realized whenever you're doing something consistently you find holes and mm -hmm. I just happened to find a narrow slice of a bad experience that I could fix and so I think that's the lesson you're spending your time every day maybe in a retail environment or every day uh, in a manufacturing facility or whatever that maybe it's every day that you're delivering something to a customer look at that experience and say how can I make this better is that what I would want mm -hmm. if I was receiving this delivery or I was shopping in this retail environment and I think the things that we consistently do are the ones where we can have the greatest epiphanies I don't think it's one of those deals where you go out and you're like solving problems in the you know, the almond growing industry. Like, you wouldn't do that because you don't right. consistently spend your time there. So it's right in front of your face as long as you think, what do I dislike about this? And really do an audit of that. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 really interesting. And I think that can apply to um, every single level of leadership as well, whether you're a salesperson, whether you're a manager, whether you're an owner, whether you're a board member. <laughs> you can make the experience better where you are. And I think that's that's what you did inside of what you could really what you could control, right? Um, one of the things you talked about last uh, on your, the last Sleep Geek podcast, which um, which I really liked, is the difference between improvement and innovation. Now, a thousand if a, if a thousand different people would have come up with your idea for Kippo shorts, nine hundred ninety nine would have called it an innovation, but you called it an improvement. Explain that. 
I think that we use the term innovation very loosely in the mattress industry. And, you know, I define innovation as something that really changes the way you interact with the world. Mm -hmm. uh, it changes the experience that we're all having from a human scale and, and not just, you know, does something incrementally. And so I think it's important to, to kind of use the term innovation sparingly when it really deserves that, that moniker. Um, and, and so a lot of times we're asking for innovation in the industry, and I've talked about this a little bit, but when people are asking for innovation in the mattress industry, a lot of times they're asking for a better story they can tell so they can move more product mm -hmm. or so they can connect with the consumer better. So they'll want the product. That's not really innovation. That's a better story a lot of times. So I don't want to confuse story and innovation. And then I kind of took it a step further and I started thinking about innovation versus improvement. And a lot of people have called it novelty. So there's innovation and then there's novelty, which novelty is something new, mm -hmm. right? Well, novelty kind of gets a gets used disparagingly and I don't I don't want to use it that way because novelty can be good and improvement can be good and story can be good. But if we just isolate it to those two ideas of innovation versus improvement, innovation is a bomb, right? It's going to change the world. But improvement is rethinking the experience of working out with your iPhone. You know, pockets are nothing new. Gym shorts are nothing new. I smartphones are nothing new. But the way that the world was putting all these things together was not an intuitive uh, ergonomic experience. And I'm like, that's an improvement in my mind. And some might innovation but i but i don't think it is i think it's just a, a really good improvement that's going to make your experience better and and that's what i wanted to leave open the idea that improvement you swing it for singles you know is not a bad thing because once you get the bases loaded you can hit a grand slam <laughs> right and i yeah. i'm swinging for singles here on this one and and it may end up being a grand slam because it connects with so many people um and that's a good thing so innovation is great improvements also great i think Absolutely, and you know that's one of the one of the mistakes I made early in my career. Um, so I I took over and purchased my grandfather's furniture business from him that he had run for thirty nine years. And the thing that that drove me crazy is I wanted to innovate. I wanted to think of that thing that would change the business, make it explode, make it this big deal. And I could never think of that thing. Whereas I think I would have had a lot more success, a tremendous amount more success, if I would have just thought about ways to incrementally make the experience better for our customers. And I think that um, that's one of the things that that our listeners can, can really get out of this story. Um, not just a great product that they should go buy and not just a new, another um another outlet um, being Sleep Geek to listen to and, and, and get meaningful content. But just the, just the idea that, oh my gosh, if I only make the experience a little bit better, it only has to be a little bit better for your customer to choose you over someone else. It's not about being a thousand times better, right? Oftentimes it's about being just doing the small things a little bit better can change your business in, a, in an incredible way. And just like Kippo Shorts, Change, that small change. I mean, you move the pocket a few inches, <laughs> and it's going to change. It changes the experience a hundred percent. Yeah, it really does. You know, and you, you look at that, and it's kind of a it's a fascinating thing because I made it shaped roughly the size of the phone. There's a piece of elastic over the top, and all of those small improvements create an experience where you know we have uh, American Ninja Warrior Casey Finley on the video he got seventh on American Ninja Warrior nice I'm like Casey can you please hold this handstand do push-ups so he's holding a handstand for minutes right 
And I really wanted to test this product to make sure that it wouldn't fall out. But yet when he stood back up, it was easy to access. And all these things uh, made it an improvement. And, and Doug, you said something that that made me kind of go back in time and realize uh, my journey so far in, in making Kippo uh, was really due to one one shift that I made mentally that, that people may want to think about as they as they consider their environment and consider improvement. And that was, you know, I've had ideas in the past. You know, like you said, you, you purchased your grandfather's store and you wanted to make these these big changes. And, you know, we're all out uh, to, at some level, I think, especially early in our careers to, to do something big. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I realized, you know, I've had some ideas in the past that really fizzled out and didn't go anywhere, uh, both professionally, personally. And whenever I came up with the idea for Kippo Shorts, I, I was immediately fearful that somebody would beat me to the to the market with this idea. Somebody would somebody would arrive first because one of the things that people said was, "Hasn't anybody invented this yet?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, I, that's what I was hoping too. So I didn't have to go out and build it. I just wanted to buy them. Right. Right. Uh, but you know, I so I thought about you know why am I fearful? That's just a defense mechanism. So I, I I level set myself from the very beginning of this project, and here's what I did. I decided every project I've had that failed, it was because I I, I got burned out. And it was a flash in the pan. I got hot and heavy with it, and then I just burned out. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to take the pressure off, and I'm going to have fun with it. And I'm going to take one small step every day. Mm-hmm. And some days, I'm telling you, that step was just a mini. It was barely a shuffle. And it was like it's sending a text to a friend I thought might know somebody that could help me find this certain fabric. And that's all I did. And it kept it from being overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it was the tortoise and the hare story all over again. And it's kept it fun. When you look at your retail environment and you want to improve it, what's the one wait, one small step every day? Someday that's sweeping the floor. you know. But that one small step every day is compounding interest. And mm. whenever you get a year down the road, you're going to say, this has been fun. It's not been overwhelming. And look at the changes we made. Yeah. Wow. So what are... <laughs> One of the quotes that came to mind when you were talking was a Henry Ford quote where he said, um, if, if I would have asked the people what they wanted, they would have asked for faster horses. <laughs> and, and that's, that's such a, that's such a constantly, that's a great reminder to me that, that it's not always about what people are asking for. And some of the most, some of the easiest um, improvements are things that no one's ever thought about or, or that no one has thought was, um, was worth doing. And that's one of the things that I like so much about Kippo and about and about what you're doing. And and this isn't, you know, for for people who um, may think that that you just like discovered this and overnight you were like here. You know, I think back to even some of the stuff you did with Mark Quinn. And you know, who would have thought that a rap video would have been relevant to the mattress industry? Right, and those small little small little strange improvements and making the experience better for you know, RSAs and buyers and people in the industry to giving them a better story to communicate out. It's really the same, it's really the same model, right? It really is the same model. And, and what it ultimately comes down to, Doug, is does it make sense for the consumer? And whenever we came up with the idea of hybrid mattresses, and we, we immediately went to the RSA and we said, hey, can you use this for a couple of weeks and just let us know if it works? Mm-hmm. Let us know what it's doing. And sure enough, uh, the, the feedback was, number one, people got it immediately. It shortened the sales cycle from door to desk, got quicker. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, it helped them up their average ticket. 
And so we had these good, it was anecdotal at that point for sure, but it was incredible feedback and actually some new uh, pieces of the puzzle that we hadn't really anticipated. But it really was, does it make sense for the consumer? And the same principle applies here. You know, does the workout experience with an armband suck? Yeah, it's a bad experience. <laughs> you you got to take your case off to put it in the in the armband sleeve, yep. and then you get a rectangle style, you know, uh, suntan on your bicep. <laughs> and who wants that? But this experience is bad. You can't access your phone. I mean, trying to change the music, you got to raise your chicken wing and look. You know, it's like right. it's just terrible. So, does it work for the consumer? You know, are people gonna really enjoy the experience? Whether it's uh, you know, hybrid mattresses, helping them understand the idea of what's inside very quickly. Two things together are better than one. Um, or, you know, Kippo shorts. I think if we think about that consumer experience first, it's going to help us get in the frame of mind that can be successful. You know, yeah. the uh, the interview we just did with Jeff Janakovo at Gardner's Mattress where they lay out the red carpet and they vacuum underneath the customer. And the question that Mark asked himself, how can I make this experience better? And, and the question that Mark is encouraging all of our mattress and furniture store owners to ask themselves, how can I make this experience better? I mean, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It's the opposite of, but my business is different. So... That idea I'm just going to throw out, and I'm not going to listen to it. It's the opposite of that. Yeah, you know, I think, I think, Mark, you'll agree with this, I, I believe. But this is this is really something, and I think one of the most powerful things that that a that a retailer or a salesperson or a manager can can really get into their into their minds is that that their business. It's, you're, they're right. Look, it's it's not like every other business, and not every idea fits perfectly into into the little box that is your personal the the personality or the culture of your business. But there are there are things and there are models that that transcend um, business model, that transcend industry, that transcend um, demographic or people group, right? Because the model that you used and you and Mark Quinn used to 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 better the the mattress, right, and create the hybrid. I mean, look, who would have thought that we would be living in a world where Tempur-Pedic puts springs in their mattresses, right? But I contribute a lot of this, that to... Excuse me, this is the thought, please. Please do not, please do not say that, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, who, who would have thought that? But but when but when there's a when there's an improvement in the business that's so drastic and so compelling that the that the that the idea or the story gets better, the experience for the customer gets better. Gosh, it makes sense for industries or, or companies to do what they never thought possible, um, just because there were there were two guys or a team um, at Leggett and Platt that said, you know, I think we can make this story better. I think we can make the experience better, and. You know, just taking those small incremental improvements and making putting stories around those. Gosh, I, I can't tell you how how excited I am to see um, what happens after these things ship. I can't tell you how excited I am to see what Sleep Geek and and Legit does next. <laughs> and I can't I can't tell you how excited I am to see what um what Mark Kinsley does next. Well, thank you guys very much, and I really appreciate you guys supporting project and you know helping this idea come to life i mean this you know one thing i mentioned doug 
on the Kickstarter page, and this is not a knock against other companies, but there are a lot of big companies that use Kickstarter to launch projects. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. I understand what they're doing. They're market testing an idea, and it's a great place to see if people are going to actually support it. I I wanted to point out that this was a very organic project. I, I mean, I haven't spent, I mean, maybe $100 on advertising this Kickstarter campaign, and that was just to boost some Facebook posts and things like that. This has been a word-of-mouth thing, mm-hmm. and you know I like that because even if I don't go much over my goal, uh, you know you know that it's something that real people actually support, and they're telling their friends about it, and I think that's the most powerful stuff, and I think that's the lesson for us all. You know, when when you look at your store and you're thinking about you know how you can pick up more business, what are you doing to to create something that is delightful and memorable? And you, you guys talked about it a second ago where you said. Uh, you know, our store is different. Well, we all think that. And, and everybody says quality and customer service. Those are the two most overused terms in the world, <laughs> I think. But when I look at quality and customer service, I'm like, okay, don't don't not do that. But you need to help people understand what is quality and what is, is customer service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that, you know, you can show your level of quality by, you know, partnering with, you know, some amazing chocolate factory. And, like, that's what people get. And so that chocolate becomes a surrogate at every sale for, for customer service right. or something right. tangible becomes the idea of quality or the idea of customer mm-hmm. service. And I think when you do that, you're illustrating the point instead of just saying what you think you are. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, an example of that, about uh, six months ago, I visited Grand Home Furnishings. They've got they've got a grouping of stores in, in the Virginia market. And... Um, you know, one of the things that was so so unique to them is every time you walk in their store, there's a salesperson waiting with one of those old school glass bottle Coca Colas, right? And so they offer that to every customer because their idea is we offer a old timey level of customer service. We're we're the guys that you come in and you get the service that that your grandparents expected <laughs> when they shopped for furniture way back in the day. So that's a great point and there are there are companies out there doing that. The question is if you're a retailer, how can you do that in your own way that fits into your model? And if you're and if you're not a retailer, you're just a salesperson that doesn't get to make any of the decisions, how can you as an individual salesperson um, bring something into your sales process that sets you apart and differentiates you and makes you just a little bit better than maybe the last last um guy or, or 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 sales lady that 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 your customer interacted with and i would like to say doug on that note real quickly don't be afraid to copy I, there's a guy that writes for sleep geek his name's eric butchfink and he owns mattress mattress out of canada about mm-hmm. six, i think they have 16 stores and eric is a brilliant guy and he signs everything he writes the world's greatest copycat mm-hmm. and, and and you think oh copying sounds so wrong because of what we learned in school no derivative with a twist is great copy things use them in your environment and then put your own spin on them but first you have to copy them first you have to know the rules and then once you apply them you'll figure out how you can make it your own and put your own your own twist on it and you know sing covers for a while and then you're going to write some original songs yeah (laughs) yeah That, that reminds me of um of something seth godin says he says you know please I, I I beg you to steal my ideas. Don't steal my car. Don't steal my house. Don't steal my stuff. 
right? But still my ideas, make them better because that's how ultimately the world gets better is people taking ideas and what we've been talking about this whole time, t- people taking other people's thoughts and ideas and making them just a little bit better. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, just make it a little better. Absolutely. It's a great, it's a great point to drive home for sure. Yeah. So awesome. Mark, um, so tell us a couple of things. Where, where can our listeners go to get Kippo shorts first and foremost? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Please give us a shameless plug because I would be tickled pink if we could drive you over the fi- finish line, Mark. It is so close. You can see the ribbon in front of us. If they if kipposhorts.com, that will get them to the big easy button to take them to the site. Uh, so kipo, K-I-P-P-O, shorts.com, and that'll get you home. Awesome. And it looks like you're like one... You're one person away from being across the finish line. You're at $48,982 with nine days to go. I think you might get there. <laughs> we are really, really close. And, you know, it's been a, it's been a steady pace. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, my friend said, man, it just keeps moving on, moving along. It, it didn't really have a big, a big lull or anything like that. So I'm hoping we can get there uh, in the next couple of days. And then anything above that is just, you know, new people getting connected to it. And, and we'll yeah. put some put some in inventory so that we can you know, do some pre-sales and you know keep pushing this idea out to the world. Yeah, gosh, I think you're going to get there before lunchtime. And and I'm going to be watching it all day because I I can't I can't wait to see it happen. So, um for our listeners, go out buy Kippo shorts, tell the story, share the message. If you're if you don't work out, buy them anyway and put Snickers in in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> or Nestle and, Crunch, whatever you like. And 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 share it with your with your network. Um, we are really excited about about this product for for a lot of reasons. So also, Mark, tell us how we can um, how our listeners can get more involved in Sleep Geek. The best way to consume that content. Yeah. So sleep geekcom If you Google Sleep Geek, it's going to be the first thing that pops up. And we have amazing contributing writers. We have people from all different backgrounds and all different parts of the industry. And I'll tell you what. To understand the industry from a circumspect vantage point is is really important because you never know when you're going to advance in your career and it's going to lead to areas where you need to understand the industry on a macro scale. Um, we have RSAs, we have retail managers, um, and Sleep Geeks just full of fun content. And um, you know, we go out to Las Vegas market and we grab video and we do podcasts and we try to bring the industry back. Uh, to everyone that may not be able to make it to some of that stuff. And then the one thing I really think is is huge for retail managers especially mm-hmm. is our Sleep Geek University. Yeah. Um, it's seven levels professional development course all about taking you from salesperson to sleep consultant. And we have, you know, I mentioned Mattress Mattress earlier. Um, Lori there implemented a program where all of their new RSAs have to go through Sleep Geek University before they step on the sales floor because it's it's baseline stuff that complements any retail training program. Yep. And at the end of it, it's it's totally free. And at the end, you get a direct mail piece with a diploma, a wallet card, and a name badge. And you know, I was just up at a Beloit Mattress in in Iowa, and uh, excuse me, Dubuque. I was at Beloit Mattress, and then I went over to Dubuque Mattress. So at Beloit. Uh, they have all their diplomas hanging up on the wall, and their people are totally dialed into it. And, and so we've gotten great feedback, and it's a program where retail managers with new RSAs, which we know there's some churn out there, mm-hmm. it's an easy way to get them plugged in and some get some foundational knowledge that will help them have good conversations about healthy sleep with their customers and 
you know, you take them into the product, into the rest of your training program from there. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things. Training is is really my my life. That's the thing that I do. Um, and I can tell you, since going through Sleep Geek, it's it's so different, so unique for from a from a in terms of the way it communicates the content in a really relevant and fun way. Not only is there a huge value to to retailers to have their people go through, but it's actually fun to go through. Um, you know, I wish you could have gotten a, a more attractive um, um, model and not had to use Mark Quinn, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. It was um, cost effective, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but there, there are so many different training um, uh, training programs out there that you could you could spend as much money as you absolutely wanted to on training. But this is something that's that's free, and to your point, it it's really complementary to anything that you're doing today. Even if you're only using reps to come in and train, this is something that that you and your sales team should be going through. And and I believe that there has to be an impact on turnover, a positive impact on turnover, um, if you're if you're committed to that process and you're you're intentional about growing the people that you have. You know, one guy, his name's Shane Senor, and he we wrote an article about him and it was kind of a plug for Sleep Geek University. And it was also kind of a great example of somebody who took some knowledge and applied it. And Shane uh, tweeted at us and he said I literally doubled my income after Sleep Geek University. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to talk to this guy. So I called him up. We did a story about him. And, you know, that's the thing. You can read a million articles. Um, but sometimes I think, you know, I was guilty of this for a long time of reading all these business books, but not actually getting out there and doing something with mm-hmm. them. And I would spend my wheels reading instead of applying and trying and learning and, and you know, going through that grind of uh, actually figuring it out in the real world. And so Shane... Uh, you know, big kudos to him on on taking it and using it right away. And you know, a lot of people go back. I've noticed Doug, and they've told me, "Hey, if I go back into Sleep Geek University just to knock off the rust." You know, I've got yeah. I had a 26 year veteran that was working at Sears. Um, she told me, "Hey, th- this was great." You know, I knew a lot of it. It was a real good refresher, though. Yes, yeah, and that's that's what I would tell salespeople. If you're new in the business or relatively new, you have to go through Sleep Geek University. If you've been in the business for a long time, for even even more so, you have to go through Sleep Geek University. No. Um, that that rust factor is is yeah. huge, and and I fall into that as well. The longer I'm in this business, look, I I grew up in it. When I was, I've been in this, I've been working in a furniture store since I was tall enough to dust a nightstand, right? <laughs> and so it's it's easy to get that get that rust. And so um, so I I love what you're what you're the content that you're giving people, the opportunity that you're giving people to learn and apply that knowledge. So Mark, we know where to get um where to get our Kippo shorts. We know where to go for um, Sleep Geek. Tell us how we can get um, more uh, engaged with you individually. Yeah, so I love to have conversations on Twitter. So at Mark Kinsley, M-A-R-K-K-I-N-S-L-E-Y. I think that's a lot of fun to just have some of those open conversations and talk about whatever it is. I mean, it's a great place to just inject yourself into those conversations. And then you're, anybody's more than welcome to email me and reach out and have you know, offline conversations, mark.kinsley at leggett.com. Uh, please feel free to email me with any questions or ideas, or if you have an idea for an article or you'd like to write for Sleep Geek and you think you have a unique voice, you know, we're really protective about who uh, we have on the site because it, it, it needs to represent a, a unique point of view and, ha- and it needs to be somebody that has some passion and effervescence for the industry. 
And um, you know, when you have that, I, I definitely would love to, to talk through ideas uh, because, you know, in addition to reading, writing about something and reflecting on your life and your experiences, uh, that has incredible value for you and for the people that you're going to serve it up to. So I definitely encourage that. Absolutely. Um, last thing. I know that a couple of weeks ago I tweeted out that I was I was in the middle of reading Made to Stick, and you you commented on that and said that was one of your favorite marketing books, um, and I I absolutely loved that book, and I'm going to read it again before the end of the year. I, I absolutely love Made to Stick. Um, Who's the author? I don't know. Who's the author of that? Mark? It's uh, Dan, Dan and Chip Heath. They're brothers. There you go. So give us give us something else to um to read. That's the first thing. If you were going to give us one other book to read, what would it be? You know, I've got on my shelf right now the Twenty Two Immutable Laws of Marketing. Mm. And that's by Al Reese and Jack Trout, and they also wrote Positioning, which is it has a lot of similar concepts. I'll tell you what: if you look at that book, Twenty Two Immutable Laws of Marketing, or Positioning, either one of those, I think are must reads for business professionals. And here's why. What the essential concept that they introduce, introduce in both of those books is the idea that you can only own one piece of real estate in people's minds. So what are you going to be known for? Mm. And I'll tell you what, living in an over-communicated society, where you have to make you know hundreds if not thousands of decisions every day. You're seeing 5,000 plus media messages uh, by the time you go to bed at night. This is a very busy world. And so standing for something and being very distinct about it is a business principle. It's not just a marketing principle. So what are you going to be no known for? Decide that and go after it full bore. And I'll tell you what, here's, here's the hesitation a lot of people have. They think, well, it, for example, if I, if I were going to open a store right now, I would just be hybrid mattresses. I'm like, I'm going to be the guy in the market known for hybrid mattresses, okay? The fear there is that I'm not going to be able to sell specialty or I'm not going to be able to sell some of my uh, value brands, right? No, right. that's that's not going to happen. Here's why. You have to find an entry point to get people into the conversation, right? You don't you don't dive into the whole ocean. You dive into a portion of the ocean and then you're in all of it. You can explore the rest of it. You have to have an entry point to get people into your conversation. And then once they're they're interested enough to pay attention, and they know what you stand for, and they get into the conversation, you can talk about all the rest of the great stuff you have. Um, you know, some, some of the restaurant concepts out there have done a really good job of this. Edited menus, you really know what they stand for. You, your expectation is set by the time you show up. So look at 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. There's a lot to unpack there. You're going to figure out how can I be first at something in, in my marketplace. Uh, you're going to really get some great, I think, business principles from that. Awesome. 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 So that is that is next on my Kindle list. I can guarantee you that. That's awesome. Because I've I've never actually read that book. So thank you for sharing that. I, I hope it's on Audible. I'm so, sure it is. So I think it's there's a few here's the action items for our dealers. And you know what? There was so much packed into this short period of time that we've <laughs> talked that I I think um it was great, Mark, that you addressed this overwhelm thing because they're going to go, oh, man, I've got so many things i got to do. So number one, don't be overwhelmed. Number two, how can I make this experience better? Have fun. Take one small step every day, and you, too, can be like Mark Kinsley. 
<laughs> Hold on, is that a not to do list now? <laughs> no, it's a to do list, brother. It's a to do list. Thank you, Pete. That's really nice. I appreciate it. And you know, this industry has been so good to me to share knowledge and and for people to 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 say, hey, you know, we're willing to invest in you, and we're willing to help you understand this industry. And uh, anything I can do to to give back, it's um, not not a shred of what's been given to me. Doug, you want to say goodbye? No, I just want to I just want to bask in the ambiance of this podcast. I know I I don't want it to end. <laughs> I know it has to end. Mark's like tapping at his watch because I can't see him. So, well, so no, no, no. I'll, I'll keep going if you guys want to. And I'll tell you what we could do <laughs> is we could. Um, I would love for you guys to be on the Sleep Geek podcast. Um, Anytime. At some point. The podcast boys are available for you. We just Anytime. got that name from Tim Mushy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I, you know, my podcast is still called Dos Marcos, and there's only one Mark. So, what are you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mark, I can't tell you how how much it means that that you took time out of your day to to uh, to pour into um, to our audience and our, our retailers and salespeople out there that are going to listen to this. You know, your your generosity is is really astounding, and that's the thing that you know being being a fellow millennial is 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 so important for for our generation, right? To con- to continue to do that and to to be to, to be selfless and to be generous with our with our content, the way that we communicate. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for for being here. And um, gosh, uh, hurry up and ship me my shorts, why don't you? Hey, we are on it. I promise you. I've I've never had so many people. S- s- <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I think we're I think we're good, guys. We are. Hey, Mark, thanks, right, and thanks ship me my fun. shorts, all right? I'm on it. <laughs> Mark, you're, you're the man, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. We love reviews at our podcast. They help us get found. Please review us at iTunes or Stitcher, and while you're there, please subscribe. This podcast was brought to you by Primo Furniture Sales. For more tips on selling furniture and mattresses, go to PetePrimo.com. Till we meet again, sell a million. Thank you. <laughs>